Welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Katie, Paul and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome back. Episode 7. Very cool. Oh, the weeks we've said it before to seem to fly past. Oh, goodness me. February? How did that happen? <laughs> I know, and I'm excited. We're in a leap year. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're excited because somebody's having a birthday soon. Yes. My <laughs> beautiful bride is turning. Drum Don't roll, please. <laughs> 40. Far out. Mm. Mm. I'm excited for you because your bucket list, birthday bucket list, is Mm -hmm. to have spent it in Tasmania. That's been on your list for a very long time. It has. Here we are on our way and remarkably, because our dates changed and all these other things and obviously the stars aligned, Mm -hmm. we're heading over to Tasmania on your birthday. We are. Super exciting. I cannot wait for it. There's lots of beautiful little synchronicities with the whole 40th birthday in Tassie, which I'm sure we'll get to in another podcast. But for now, we should actually talk about what we're talking about. Excellent. We will. Mm. Actually, I think that's a great idea. Let's talk about those in an upcoming podcast. Mm. So, Port Macquarie. Yes. So, well, I mean, we had two nights there, right? But it kind of felt like we were in and out in a flash. I don't remember either of those (laughs) nights. I was... Uh, in the middle of a very big edit that week and Kate occasionally let me out just to make sure I knew it was daylight and then Mm. I was back in the van. Mm. They were very long edit days indeed. Mm. And Jasper and I did enjoy, we stayed at the NRMA parks right on the uh, break wall there in Port Macquarie and it was, you know, it was a, a... a great spot it was fairly busy in the lead up to the australia day weekend Mm -hmm. we left uh on the saturday of that long weekend um so it was starting to get fairly busy but i had great facilities there they had an excellent pool that jasper had lots of fun in and we were able to had a pool they did have a pool i didn't see it we rode uh along the break wall there it's quite a beautiful spot right on the water but it did go really quick and and to be honest, it was more just a, uh, I guess, a pit stop on our route. So we didn't spend as much time in the park and around town as we would normally do. But we were on a mission and we were heading to the central coast to a teeny tiny little town that you may or may not have heard of called Budgiewoy. Budgiewoy. Mm-hmm. We have been visiting dear friends of ours in Budgiewoy for pretty well many years as long as we've been together anyway and they have a wonderful old converted shop from the uh i guess mid 1900s that has a little cottage attached to it wonderful position uh they're opposite a a pretty large caravan park Mm -hmm. and and the lake and then down the end of their street is this rugged exceptional coastline of Mm -hmm. the central coast that really is you know miles uh, or kilometers of deserted beach it's amazing it really is a beautiful spot and it certainly has 
quite a seaside village feel to it and we have so many beautiful memories from Budgie Boy. So the stars aligned, in fact, to uh, allow us to come this way and our beautiful friends who uh, ordinarily live in Sydney happen to be here at the time. So that was so wonderful on so many levels to to come and, and reconnect, although it was a little bit interesting, wasn't it? Look, it was. We had sent through via text message, I believe, <laughs> the measurements of the van <laughs> and <laughs> if my friends are listening, there's no blame here. <laughs> we were given the green light. Off we headed to Budgie, as we call it. Now, I knew all along that it was going to be tight. And, and I knew that the angle of the road to their driveway was going to cause the van and the Hilux, as I'm reversing up, to come pretty close to connecting. Mm. So, first <laughs> point was to actually get the van to squeeze between the fence line, yeah, which left me, rates. gosh, about 20 centimetres either side. So, yeah. not terribly tight, but tight. And certainly tight enough from the perspective of being the person standing behind the van running side to side, making sure that we mm. weren't going to take out the fence line. It certainly looked a lot tighter than it possibly was. Look, I, I'm feeling pretty confident now with reversing. So that, that's You're amazing. great. You are amazing. Thank you. I'm going to replay that over <laughs> and over. He is amazing. Some of the spots <laughs> that he's reversed very easily into. Uh, yes. And so we're going very well. And then next minute... <laughs> And we hear yeah, this uh, not a sound you want to hear when you're reversing the caravan. This crunching kind of bottoming out. Uh oh, we're stuck in the I like driveway. I to call it. It's the sound of redesigning. Wow, <laughs> which equates to a visit to the bank, probably. Well, it was but. the sound of us redesigning the driveway. <laughs> so funny. Then that's true, and that's true. Um, look, as a side note, they do have a driveway guy coming to meet them uh, tomorrow morning <laughs> to talk about <laughs> to that. To relay the bricks. Oh, gosh. No, no, no. They're, they're going to actually now move to something else that is oh, a little... They're preparing for our next visit. They are redesigning <laughs> their driveway. You're, you're spot on. Yeah, they told me this morning. Anyways, uh, look, we, we realised at that moment that I had about a metre and then Kate yelled out 30 centimetres and as I was backing up more and more bricks were cracking and coming out and getting stuck and the van was just you know powering on through their driveway <laughs> and then there's a tree a small sort of low-lying tree shrub in the back that uh had i kept going i would have taken that out as well so we then decided okay we better make a plan b yeah and i guess the real issue was um not so much that the van didn't fit lengthwise, but because of the very low positioning due to that angle of the hitch, there was no way that we could unhitch the van from the Hilux and get the jockey wheel in. And then, of course, if we had somehow managed to do that, we would never have been able to rehitch the van. It was for me. It was more about rehitching the mm. van. That wasn't. That was probably close to near impossible without lots of... We would have been stuck in Budgie Boy forever. ...large men bouncing on the back of it to try <laughs> and drop the tow ball 
anyway, we did get in, uh, the van stuck. We then made the decision to phone the van park across the road. They had no They were fully booked. Vacancy. I mean, it's, it's the Australia Day long weekend. So as you can imagine, caravan parks across the country are just fully booked well in advance, oftentimes 12 months in advance. So I put in a hopeful phone call to the Budgie Woy Caravan Park, spoke to uh, the lovely Naomi, who unfortunately told me they didn't have any availability. However, they did have the following two nights, which we booked in for. And decided to legally park and camp in well, the van. Well, legally is a... Is a I suppose quite a definite term. I, I'd like to think of it as there was no other option. So we pulled onto the road, decided that for we, we, one night we balanced it would out be the okay. van. I, I, I actually drove the the left hand side of the vehicle, reversed it up onto two chocks so that it was nice and level. Hmm. And Good. yeah, look, I, I think illegally is probably too big a word to use in this situation because we we're kind of stuck high and dry without anywhere to be and we would have dealt with one sneaky night sleeping on the road in the van but then the gods did shine they did they did i got a call back from the caravan park oh gosh it must have been only half an hour after i'd made pretty well after we had reset up oh yeah just enough time to, for us to uh repark the van on the street get it chocked up right. start to unpack and we got an awesome phone call from the van park saying they'd had a cancellation would we like to come over so i actually really wish that i was filming that phone call because when i relayed the information while still on the phone to paul i didn't know whether he was going to laugh or cry look i definitely had a feeling of uh, keep your sight <laughs> you know <laughs> but they mentioned that it was a very long grassy site mm -hmm. with an outlook over the lake mm. and I was like right let's go hitch up we're out of here yeah. so I mean it's interesting what was relatively a short drive day for us from Port Macquarie turned into an extremely oh. long day look it's just short of 300 kilometers you can possibly hear the incredible sound of rain uh, in the background and a welcome sound. We might give it a minute to pass or find out if it's here to stay. We love this sound. It's very rare in Australia. Okay, we're back. We've decided to persevere. The rain, very fortunate, looks like it has set in although it has calmed a little. It has. And such a welcome for this region. We have spent time in the Hunter Valley, mm -hmm. 40 degrees, 42 degrees. The last two days have been 42 to 45 degrees across much of New South Wales, uh, southeast New and South Western. Wales. And, yeah. and Western. Where we've been here in Budgie Woy, it fortunately has been a little cooler. Mm. You know, 35 degrees today, I think it's 37 degrees um tomorrow mm -hmm. so not so bad so this rain is is a welcome for many people uh, something we didn't mention but that drive literally from from cuffs harbour in particular from port macquarie mm. down through past taree towards newcastle the aftermath of the fires that were uh late last year earlier uh, in the fire season than ever 
uh, was very confronting and was, yeah. uh, very quick to remind us how severe these fires were that we just see on our screens. Uh, mm. But to actually witness melted, you know, road signs, signs and, and yeah, oh. it, I mean, and the gr- regrowth, it's uh, it is strangely, um, yeah, this beautiful mix of this bright, vibrant green. Mm-hmm regrowth on top of completely burnt out Charcoal landscape yeah. uh, and nature is amazing isn't look, it? it it is and and tragic and devastating and incredible uh, you know all these words we we just we're, we're probably more than anything um overwhelmed in our conversation as we traveled you know kilometre after kilometre, hundreds of kilometres, you know, in the end, that is this burnt landscape. Mm. It, it, was, it, was, it is incredible, the, the severity of what has been experienced and over this weekend has reignited much through southeast New South Wales into Victoria, continuing uh, to unfortunately deal with this. It's, yeah, crazy. So we definitely need... More of this, more of this rain and more of this cooler weather. Mm. So, Hunter Valley. Yeah, so after a few days in Budgie Boy, reconnecting, relaxing, we managed a little bit of downtime. We did. We headed out to the Hunter Valley, to a wine country. It's like I should probably, you know, spend, Live more, in the Hunter. <laughs> spend more time in the Hunter Valley uh, to really you know, immerse myself and um, uh, understand a little bit more about this incredible area. I'm sure area. we could organise that. Yeah. It's really beautiful out there. I mean, of course, it's a lot drier than I think we've experienced it before and that's due to the drought conditions everywhere in Australia. But it is absolutely beautiful out there. And, I mean, you can drive on any road out there amongst vineyards wineries some of australia's leading wineries located it is actually in the, the largest uh wine region in australia there you go which i was very surprised at although it's yield or it produces a lot less wine than some of the other right. regions okay mm. yeah. interesting well it's just gorgeous i mean if you like doing a visit to a cellar door or two or going and having lunch at you know, some of these incredible wineries, the Hunter Valley certainly is the place to go. And we were so fortunate to go and visit and be treated to a bit of a back-of-house tour at Tamburlaine Organic Wines. We were very keen to actually visit this property because we had uh, been tipped off Ooh. from a, a, a wine connoisseur, Sam, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, and to find an organic wine, what is in fact the leading wine producer for organic wines in Australia, and probably a leader in the practices behind mm. what makes organic wines successful uh, in Tamburlaine was one of the best wine uh, vineyard experiences that we've had absolutely and all three of us went we had jasper with us and what they've done out at tamburlaine 
is make it a really family friendly experience so you can you can do the tour that we did and see behind the scenes and you know from the start of the process where they're taking the grapes off the vines to you know the big big um, vats I suppose they're called where the grapes first go and are crushed and turned into just beautiful sweet grape juice to the barrel room that was absolutely amazing that smell of oh, the, all the oak the oak barrels amazing we were able to taste some of the wine at various stages of the process and then to come back into the main cellar door and be treated to a tasting in their members lounge, lounge mm-hmm. with a beautiful cheese platter not only for us but for Jasper as well he had his own little platter complete with a nudie apple juice and he sat up on those high stools with us and thought it was hands down one of the best things he had ever done he's a bit of a cheese fiend so he does love a good cheese good, good lad but what they've done by doing that and giving something extra special to the kids is really turn it into a family experience where you know family accessible experience well it is that's right i mean going to cellar door traditionally is not something that you would think that you would take your children with you but to be able to do that have a moment you know actually be able to sit and enjoy a wine tasting and know that they're happy how awesome and not a uh, an ipad or an iphone Mm-hmm. screen in sight it was yeah it was very cool and really enjoyable and for us to have a moment where we were having <laughs> adult or intellectual conversations oh God, it was with almost bizarre <laughs> with senior winemaker mm-hmm. connor and jared who mm-hmm. showed us around gave us the wine tour organized the tasting mm-hmm. spoke through all of the different wines that we tried and also the olives that they produce there mm. on the property. And we need to give a shout out to Hazel, who behind the scenes organized this whole experience for us mm-hmm. and also set up an opportunity for us to meet with and interview and film Mark Davidson, who is the managing director mm-hmm. of Tamberlane Mines. Wasn't that interesting talking to him? I mean, he's been operating Tambourine for over 35 years. They've been organic for 22 years now. And just listening to his take on becoming organic and the industry and finding the the market or the market finding them, them mm. was so fascinating and a real pleasure. Absolutely. We felt the whole way through from that first moment when we opened the door, we're met by Jared and then Connor, Hazel, later on some more of the team members with Dane and Dimity, Mm -hmm. that there was this underlying tone and attitude of passion and Mm. people who really cared about this product that they were a part of creating and servicing, you know, out to, uh, you know, a conscious consumer wine audience. And so to meet Mark and then see this, you know, Australian sort of self-made businessman, entrepreneur, winemaker, mm-hmm. he was just this really wonderful character that 
you could see how that filtered down uh, into the team around him and that, you know, I, I guess that's it. In his words, you attract good people mm-hmm. when you have a good product, good environment to create in. And, yeah, he's definitely doing that. Absolutely. I loved that he said, I didn't set out to, we were talking about organics and how organic wines fit into the wine market and the industry. And he said, I didn't set out to push the boundaries. I set out to make good wine. Mm. And I love that because Tamburlaine's doing both. I mean, the wine is great. Truth be told, we're sipping on a glass of Tamburlaine as we record this podcast. Nothing like a sleeping (laughs) three-year-old and a glass of product placement, Tamburlaine organic wine to get a podcast happening. Hey, it's a rainy afternoon and it is a Sunday, so why not? (laughs) But the wine is fantastic and they are pushing boundaries and they are leading the organic space. So it was really exciting. One last thing that Mark said that I really liked was that in his opinion, organic is the new normal. Mm, I love that. And that Australia is leading the way as far as organic production in wine. Mm. He also dispelled quite a few myths about organic farming as well. So, I mean, it was just all really interesting. And we could have stayed for hours. In fact, well, we did stay for hours, but (laughs) we we didn't stay sipping wine for hours, unfortunately. No, we had a little rookie mistake. I'll take this one, is that it was about 40 degrees through the middle of the day. It by the time we got back to the vehicle, it was about, you know, 38. Uh, I needed to head out and get some really wonderful drone footage of the vineyard and surrounding area. So I went off to do that. Katie's putting Jasper asleep in the van that was still hitched up, mm. which was great. They had a big area for us to be able to pull around and, and park under the shade of the trees with the vineyards in the background. Mm-hmm. Very romantic. And I decided to open the doors on the on the Hilux to let some air flow through. Mm. And in that process, all the lights were still on, the van was still hitched up, and we flattened the battery. See how I said we? Yeah, I like that. Mm. Yeah. So, look, we ended up extending our relationship with Tamburlaine a little further. (laughs) (laughs) Next minute, we had Peter, one of the guys that uh, works there, come out uh, who is also having to be a mechanic. How and incredible, right? <laughs> if you got, And seriously, if you're going to flatten your battery, where else in the world would you want to be but a winery? <laughs> True. And with the, a mechanic. And, and the world-famous Hunter Valley yeah. <laughs> uh, wine region. And so we jumped the vehicle, gave me a great advice and tip on that. It just reaffirmed my need to look at a second battery for the vehicle. We were able to get ourselves sorted and leave the vineyard fortunately or unfortunately, but I had a great time. So while Paul was getting the vehicle sorted and Jasper was snoozing in the heat in the van, I managed to do a little bit of Googling and see what else was available for families to do in the Hunter that was a little bit maybe more obscure or off the beaten track. And we found a little town called Curry Curry that was about 20 minutes from where we were staying close to Pecolgan. And they're famous for an incredible mural trail throughout the historic town. In fact, uh, Curry Curry, spelt K-U-R-R-I, K-U-R-R-I, <laughs> uh, 
uh, its emblem is the kookaburra, mm-hmm. which we'll come back to. Right. Is only 20 minutes from wine country, mm. 30 minutes drive from Newcastle, hmm. two hours drive from Sydney, and the mural capital of mainland Australia. Incredible. Now, it did make me think, hmm, does that mean that Tasmania potentially, because, mm-hmm. you know, they use the word mainland. We're yet to find that out, but Tassie, here we come. So, what makes them mainland Australia's largest mural display? Over 60 pieces of commissioned artwork mm-hmm. that tell the stories, the events, the history of the people and the place that shaped really the character of this little quaint town called Curry Curry. Wasn't it a fun morning? We drove out, we packed a picnic lunch, and we spent mm, an hour, an hour and a half yep. walking through town. Now, there are 63 murals. Or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. But they have this great map that you can pick up from the Visitor Information Centre, and you can get around and see, what, 37? 37. Of the murals that are right in the heart of town. So it's a walking tour that you can do self-guided. However, they do offer uh, walking tours through the Visitor Information Centre with a guide. So you can book in for that. Seven days a week, mind you. How amazing. It's very cool. It was so good. Jasper had his little digital camera with him. He was happy to run around. We followed the map. We saw some incredible artworks. And back on the Jasper component... The real hook here, whether you're, you know, a three-year-old or a 33-year-old, is that there is a little kookaburra hidden or painted, sometimes not even hidden, but placed within every single piece of commissioned art. And the very first mural, cue the child, the very first mural is kookaburras, Mm -hmm. and that's what kicked this off over 20 years ago. It was so much fun. We loved finding the kookaburras. We loved looking at these incredible artworks that were on the sides of buildings, on the facades, you know, in places you wouldn't expect them, down alleyways. It was a really great way to explore a little historic town and learn about the history through art. And burn some calories from the vineyard. As you walked around. Absolutely, and wear out your three-year-old at the same time. So win, win, win. I loved that you're looking at and you can get lost in these, you know, massive pieces of art, some that stretched 30 metres, some that were three by three metres. But then as you pull your perspective and your visual, um, I guess, scope out past those, it'll say... Bottle Mart, you know, it'll be a bottle or it'll say Coles or mm-hmm. Anytime Fitness. Yep. It's a really interesting setup that it is telling. I, I like that it's telling the history and the stories over, you know, hundreds of years of this town and then all the modern businesses all melded in and around it, you know, framing up these beautiful pieces of art. It's very cool. It was awesome. So if you are in the area, we definitely <laughs> recommend doing the Curry Curry Mural Trail. So next we're heading to the Blue Mountains and hopefully a little bit cooler weather. We can't wait to get up there. It's been a long time for both of us mm-hmm. to enjoy the Blue Mountains, but here we come. <gasps> 
We'd love you to connect with us on social media and our website, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We release a weekly YouTube video, The Feel Good Family. Check it out, and you can see all of our adventures every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m. If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. Remember to dream big, look after your family, and have